What's good, guys? It's your host, Adrian Evans. Welcome to the Black Wealth Media Podcast, where we dive into the stories of black entrepreneurs and we talk about how we can create wealth and build legacy within the black community. Let's get into this episode. Yo. What's up, family? What's going on, Adrian? How you doing? Oh, man, I'm doing good, man. How about you? I'm doing good. I can't complain, man. I hear you, bro. I hear you. Bro, I'm over here setting up lights, going crazy, trying to make sure I'm straight. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's all good, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man, for sure. But, yeah, definitely definitely excited, bro. Definitely hoping to add some value, man, and and get some dope conversation going tonight, for sure. Facts, man, facts. Tell me, where you from, man? Yeah, man, I'm from uh, Columbus, Ohio. Okay, okay, okay. Is is that where you are now, or, or are you somewhere else? No, I'm I'm here in Columbus. Yeah, man. Okay. I left. I've been here. I've been in Ohio my whole life, man. So okay, you know how how about you? Uh, so I'm originally from Raleigh, uh, North Carolina, okay. but I currently live in Winston Salem, North Carolina. Oh, okay, okay. No, yeah. that's where the college is, isn't it? Yeah, Winston Salem State. That's where I graduated in 2015, dope, and dope. Uh, that's actually where I met my wife. And so I've been in Winston ever since, man. Dope, man. You like it? You yeah. like it better? Um, yeah, it's straight, man. Like it, it's it's not too different from Raleigh. You know, only thing is Raleigh's a little bigger and it's probably got a little more like like the downtown area is really popping. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? For people who like to go out and do stuff. Winston Salem's more calm and, and me, I'm a pretty laid back guy, so you know, it definitely works. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Man. That's dope, man. I heard a lot of great things about uh, North Carolina, so yeah, for sure. Yeah, one of the, one of the one of the best cities, man, to go to is definitely Charlotte. It's the biggest city. Um, it's 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 really an attractive place. Like I said, Raleigh is an attractive place, and definitely Greensboro. Those are those are great spots. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, man, we had our trucking company. Man, we're not in trucking no more. Um, uh, but we used to send them down to uh, Greensboro and uh. And Charlotte, man, he was going there about twice, well, at least once a week, twice a week. We had good loads going down there. So, okay. I, so, yeah, I, I never got the chance to go down there with him. Yeah. We, going up there. We, we was getting some good money going down there. <laughs> for sure, for sure, man. All right, man. Shoot, let's uh, let's get this conversation. Well, we already got it going. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I see recording. Yeah. I was like, huh, is it recording, recording? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Hey, hey, you know, we just keeping it natural. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. But yeah, man. Welcome, guys. Welcome to the Black Wolf Media Podcast. Another edition. I have Adrian McGee. Um, he is the co-founder of Arthur McGee, and he was able to retire at 29 and uh, become a business consultant. Um, and introduce yourself and tell the crowd a little bit about who you are. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. So, yeah, man, my, my name is Adrian McGee here from Columbus, Ohio, as, as we mentioned, and um, co-founder of Arter McGee, a virtual staffing agency. We currently have we're approaching around 50 virtual assistants that we um, currently have on our team. Um, in addition to that, I'm also the owner of Systems Acceleration, which is a um, pretty much a consulting firm slash digital agency. And essentially we help small businesses scale um leveraging automation and and, adver- and facebook advertisements and systems man so it's been pretty dope man i um 
as you mentioned, I was in corporate for, for quite some time. I was in corporate for about eight years, man, and, and was really on an accelerated path in corporate, but decided to go all in uh, just in December, you know, in December yeah. of last year. And you know, it's, it's been up since, man. It's, it's been a grind, but it's definitely worth it. And, and it's been a dope journey. Definitely, definitely. Um, so, so tell me, man, like, what did you do while you were in corporate? Yeah, man. So when I was in corporate, so my background is actually in accounting. You know, my um, my undergrad was in accounting and I got my master's in business. And so essentially, man, I started off in corporate kind of with a finance slash accounting type of role, then uh, quickly transitioned to more kind of continuous improvement type of work. And so what essentially was able to um make some good adjustments in corporate and take on roles of more so like project management, uh, consulting work. And we would essentially go into departments and clean them out, man. Um, pretty much go in and help them standardize processes, identify areas of improvement. And, you know, that, that, that work in corporate actually transitioned very easily into entrepreneurship. Yeah. And I was leveraging those same skill sets from corporate for small businesses. And that's where I really realized my potential as, as an entrepreneur when I started leveraging those skill sets. Got you. Now, when you say processes for, for people who don't know, what do you mean by that? Yeah, man, everything we do is a process, you know, like I always say, it's like when we talk about systems in general, you know, like everything is a process. It's just the way that we do things. Right. So like step by step, you know, we start off, uh, step one, we we like we think about this, like, all right, here's a good example. Um, I got some tea. My, my, my girl just made some tea for me because my throat gets a little clogged up. So I wanted to make sure we was good. So, yeah. so it's a step, right? She grabbed a cup. She put water in it um, or she she grabbed, a uh, you know, a pan or whatever, boiled the water, poured it in the cup and then put the tea bag in, let it sit for five minutes and all that good stuff. Right. Gotcha. And so when you think about like process improvement, let's say that she would have grabbed uh, a pan that wasn't too good and put too much water in it. So she was wasting water because she used the wrong pan and maybe she used a cup that was a glass cup. So it was too hot for me to use it. So it wasn't too useful for me. And so when we think about process improvement, it's essentially taking a current state process. And what are the ways that we can, one, make make the quality better so that it's more useful for the people involved? And then two, how can we make it quicker? How can we get it done faster? Um, mm. so that, that's that's a uh, I, I guess that's a good way of explaining like process and, and process improvement. <laughs> definitely, definitely, man. So like, is processes is, is that like the same thing as systems, or is there is there a difference? Man, that's a good question, man. And if you ask most people, like they probably wouldn't even put it together because a lot of people think of systems and they think of technology. And they think like, oh, this is the technology tool. This is the system that's being utilized. But system is is essentially the way that we do things. It's, it's a process. Everything that we do yeah. is a system. And always say the difference between a good a good business and a bad business is that like that both of the business has systems. There's systems everywhere, but one business has really good systems while the other one has bad systems. Yeah. Um, so, so to answer your question, they they are essentially the same thing. Gotcha. Okay. Now, what would make a company, you know, what would make like a bad business? Um, what, like if they, is it, is it, if they don't have like a great system in place, is that what makes like a bad business? 
Yeah, man. So, and you know what? Let me go back. Let me go back to my corporate side because essentially systems are actually going to be process people and technology. So I okay. apologize for the incorrect good, good. Uh, uh, definition there. This is a part of a system. And so when you think about a lot of businesses, man, think about like, like this podcast, right? Like you, you have a, a pretty good system, right? So, yeah. you know, you have the technology, you have the, like your email was obviously a system, right? I can tell that that was something that you sent many times. Um, and so what makes your system, when you think about it a little better than other podcasting systems is that like instead of like retyping that email every single time you send it you have a template and you probably make a few changes and send it yeah, out definitely definitely <laughs> yeah now can you make it better you know and, and I, probably absolutely right if you were sending like meeting reminders like if there was automations getting kicked off to send me you know a week before 24 hours before or five minutes before you know, could you probably yeah. leverage automation and leverage like a uh, custom field so that the emails are automatically populated when you do it? Absolutely. Right. And so that's not necessarily a bad system. So when you look at your systems, they're actually they're good. They're better than a lot because I've been on a lot of podcasts and some people just, you know, hit you up like right before I, I, I had a podcast. I need to get back to it. And I could tell you, man, my systems were 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 kind of bad <laughs> with yeah. the podcast. Um so yeah man a lot of new entrepreneurs like new businesses when you think about it we all start off with like no systems we just we're just doing it ugly right, uh, which is right. how it should be but in order for us to scale and, and be able to get the best use of our time as an entrepreneur and as a ceo it's really important to get systems in place so that the business can operate kind of without your presence right okay okay now um let's kind of transition a little bit i want to talk about um arter mcgee now mm -hmm. um when you guys started that, you know, what was the idea behind that? Man, it's so funny, man. It's, it's so funny. Like, we actually, it's funny, man. My business partner, he started off in credit repair. And so we connected with someone at an event, man. This is the power of events and, like, masterminds and just being in the right rooms. Um, because the guy told him, like, man, I got a credit repair business. And he's like, I don't do anything. He's like, my virtual assistant handled all of it. So... My business partner was like, oh, I got to do that. So we had a trucking company at the time. So he went and said, all right, like, let's get a virtual assistant. He's like, hey, I'll pay for, you know, half of it myself, like just for my business. And then, you know, we could deduct it from trucking. So I'm like, cool, that's that's cool. So we get the virtual assistant, man. And we kind of went through it, getting, getting the virtual assistant. It's just a big headache um, because, you know, just like hiring anybody. Yeah. Um, and so, man, we get the virtual assistant. And like this dude is just like hogging the virtual assistant. I'm like, dude, I'm like, I can't even use her for trucking because you got her doing everything for your business. So I was like, you know what? Forget it. I'm hiring my own. You know, yeah. so we asked her, like, hey, do you have anyone? She hires like two of her friends on, and now we have three virtual assistants. And so um, you know, we got the virtual assistants helping, man. They're helping generate revenue for our individual businesses as well as helping with trucking. And um Essentially, man, our friends started asking, like, hey, can you guys outsource me a virtual assistant? And we're like, I mean, we don't really want to, but like, sure. And we kind of put it off. But then we kept thinking, like, it would be cool to, like, outsource virtual assistants, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's a big need. We struggled to find our virtual assistant. We now know how to easily find virtual assistants now that we've kind of went through the storm and learned what we learned. So then, man, it's just like we outsource one person that forced us to do it. 
another friend said they needed one. Then before you know it, man, we're like, shoot, we're at like almost 50 now, which is insane. This was, dude, we started the virtual assistant. We got our first virtual assistant in like November of last year. Um, okay. Okay. And I feel like just two or three months ago, bro, we were at like 20 virtual assistants. So in the past, like two months, we've like more than doubled our, our staffing. And it's been a, a dope journey, man. It, it really comes down to like, just like with anything in entrepreneurship, like you solve a problem for yourself. Um, and then you realize that like, hey, other people are dealing with similar problems. We already know how to solve it. So let's like establish a business to help people with these problems. And ever since then, man, it's just been it's just kind of going crazy ever since. Yeah. Now, that's solid, man. It sounds like you guys were able to scale pretty fast. Um, Too fast. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my, my next question, man, is like, um, what was it like financially for the business? Did you guys see like a benefit when you first when you got like your first uh, virtual assistant? Man, so like this is what I tell people, man. It's it's not necessarily the investment into a virtual assistant. I'm being very intentional with saying investment. Yeah. Um, because a lot of business owners they they say cost, and it's like no, it's an investment, and it really comes down to the value that you put in your time. Yeah. And so, if you think about it as a business owner, like if we really commit to growing our business right? And we commit an hour to growing our business. I know I can personally probably generate anywhere from 500 to to $1,000 an hour, you know, on average. Yeah. Um, so if I'm doing activity that I can outsource through a virtual assistant that's costing me anywhere from 4 to $5 per hour, um, I'm essentially wasting a huge amount of money in my business. And so we immediately seen results from hiring virtual assistants because we immediately were able to get our time back and do more important activity in the business than worrying about small things like scheduling meetings and sending emails or like any tedious task, you know, like we don't have any business doing that as an entrepreneur. And so I always say the first step is to hire. I actually would prefer to hire a virtual assistant. And I suggest others to hire a virtual assistant before they hire like a full-time employee. Yeah. One, because of the savings. Um, two, like if I hire someone part-time in the U.S., I'm going to pay at least, you know, eight to, you know, eight to $10 an hour, depending on where yeah. you are. Um, and I'm only going to get like 20 hours a week, but it's like I can get someone for 40 hours a week. And, you know, obviously there's, you know, people that don't believe in like, you know, you should hire domestic and you're hurting yeah. the economy and things like that. But the big corporations do it, man. That's how big corporations kill it the way that they do. They leverage um, outsource employees. And like it, it, it kind of sucks, man, because like for the black community, when it comes to entrepreneurship, like 90, I think it's like 90 percent of um, minority owned businesses don't have employees. You know, right. it's like that's crazy, too. It's bananas, man. It's like it really comes down to the fact that, like, we don't get the right systems built in our business. And, like, we're grinding and working so hard and we can't really go too far ahead because we're not, like, investing in a business enough to hire people so that we can do what we're supposed to do as a CEO um, versus trying to do everything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that that Yeah, that's 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 awesome. Um, that's that's really cool that you touched on that point. Um. <laughs> And, and because that's something I recently read that a lot of black entrepreneurs, they. 
All right, y'all. That's the end of the episode. If you don't mind, do me a little favor and share this with a friend, a family member, neighbor, or coworker if you got some value from this. Thank you for listening, and be sure to tune into the next episode. Peace.